Amco, beep beep. So what do you think the first thing I'm going to say is? Well, it, it, I think it's pretty obvious that we totally missed that the, that the homeless guy in the bracelet is clearly from this episode, and this episode is clearly out of order. Yes, it is out of order. And when we were reviewing the bracelet, remember I kept saying I knew there was a time that Chicken All Orange came up again? You, you did say that. I, I, like, I couldn't picture it, but... So yes, this is out of order. It's the same homeless guy. And yeah, that's I'm I'm not sure why. I've actually been trying to look it up since to see if I could get some like clarity on what happened, but it doesn't seem to be anything online. I mean I think I have my theory for why this episode comes afterwards. Okay. Um one, it it doesn't really fit into any sort of plot of the season. No. That's um, correct. Well, there is no plot of the season. Um but also this episode just like isn't very good. You don't like Amco? I, I don't think this is a very good episode, and I think they wanted to, especially in the first season, probably front-load it with good episodes. Um, yeah, you know, it wasn't my favorite, but I don't think I'd call it a bad episode in particular. Okay. I think we can argue this out. So, uh, so we will, but before we get into that, you know the number two point I'm going to bring up, and I have to say it? Uh, no, I'm not really sure. Oh, you know this. I've... So there's a few instances in the show where it really annoys me. And oh, act- I, I know what this is. Okay. Mike Duffy is the first example where everything in the show, in the Curb universe, Seinfeld happened. So everyone that Larry interacted with or knows from Seinfeld is not in, like, can't play a different part. They were an actor that he worked with on Seinfeld. And the actor who played Mike Duffy, the Amco guy, was also the owner of that secondhand clothes store where George tried to sell all his dad's clothes to in Seinfeld. So that doesn't make sense. Right. So isn't this, what did you term this? It's like the, the curb paradox theory or something yeah. like that? Curb Seinfeld paradox. It had a good name for it a few years ago. And there's like two or three other examples that I can't think of, but when I see the episodes, I'm sure I will. Right. And I mean, he holds a pretty, pretty prominent role in this episode. Yeah, I actually like him. I think he's a good actor for the small part. He... He is a pretty good actor. But I mean, you, know, you know what else I actually learned um, from looking this up afterwards? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he, he was originally talking to Larry and he asked, like, every time uh, a Seinfeld comes on to get paid, Larry says, yeah. And then he asks, oh, you have anything to do with Friends? Like, that was a good show, too. Mm-hmm. This actor actually guessed it on Friends, like, multiple times. That's like double paradox. Yes. So, or it's like, it's... I, I mean, I, I'm sure that's on purpose. It, it, it's meta. So uh, that makes me think that they were doing the same thing with the Curb Seinfeld paradox, but I may just be way overthinking this. I think you're way overthinking it, but it's good to overthink this. It, it'll, especially on a Curb cast. Um, okay, so, so now we can actually get to the episode now that I got those two points out of the way. No, those are, those are good points. I was going to let you bring up the second one. Of, of, of course. I, I didn't want to outright, outright guess it. I mean, it is your theory. So, yeah, so I, I mean, you might be right. It's not a great episode. I didn't even have a ton of lines. Um, I thought Larry at the dinner party was actually very good. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the, the first couple with the conversation about, like, moving to Reseda or from Reseda. And, like, he, he did such a good job at, like, clearly not caring whatsoever. But, like, following their conversation enough so that they couldn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed him agreeing when they go into the dinner party... And um, Mike Duffy, for some reason, kind of just takes over, which was strange. With him. He's like, oh, well, my good friend Larry would say, let's start now. And Larry's like, oh, of course, of course, yeah. So th- th- those parts were good. 
Yeah, I mean, the only line that I wrote down from the, the dinner party scene is when, after Mike Duffy takes over and they start eating, Larry decides not to talk to him. He decides to talk to the person to the right of him. And the only line he says is like, I've got a lot, which is kind of almost like a trapezoid. And it just seemed to me like the perfect, like, I don't care about your story dinner party line. Yes. It was just delivered kind of well. Larry's reaction is like, oh, I can't believe it's come to the point where uh, I'm excited to hear about this guy's trapezoidal lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but backing up, the, the scene with the car accident, I had a problem with that. Um, that was the most unconvincing car accident I've ever seen on television. Yeah, you, you, you might be right. Um, like, that car clearly wasn't hit. They just, like, flailed forwards. They didn't show the damage. Also, 1950s cars have, like, way more robust bumpers than modern-day cars. And this Ooh. isn't a podcast about cars, but I, I find it hard to believe that there was any sort of damage on that car. Yeah, the, the whole experience seemed strange also, that someone would really just ram them and drive off and... Yeah, that, that, that's, that scene was, was pretty weird. Yeah, it's weak. And then from there on out, I really don't have very many notes. Um, um, neither do I. There was one I did like when Larry, um, the, the morning after when the, the caterer took the food and Larry goes over and he walks in on Jeff and, and they're talking about the apple turnovers and Jeff just goes, mmm, apple turnover. <laughs> like, it's not sophisticated, like, joke, but for some reason, like, Jeff just delivering that was just, it was just really funny, actually, I thought. That was, like, the, that was actually the last thing I wrote down, is that Jeff is, like, fantastic in this scene. Yeah. Uh, when Larry approaches him, like, Jeff knows he's done something wrong, and he has this grin on his face, like, uh, I'm just so happy to have this food, I don't, I don't care that I've done something wrong, it's a great grin. Uh, that's about all, all I had for that. Uh, Larry's last line, which is, like, uh, nothing like a good piece of fish. Just a very Larry line delivered with Larry enthusiasm. When did he say that to Jeff? Uh, he said that in the last scene with Cheryl in the car. Oh, oh, right, when they're coming back from the restaurant. I mean, one thing is the, the idea of vehicular fellatio, which comes back in season seven. It, it does, with Jeff and Susie. And I don't believe it has any sort of mentions throughout the series. Uh, Nor do they reference it in that episode. But. You know, I think in the season finale of this, mm -hmm. Rex is Chevy, and I think it may be implied that that's what's happening. Hmm. But I don't actually remember. We'll have to get to it when we get to uh, season one, episode 10, the group. 